Hello, beautiful people and fellow whiners, and welcome to another episode of A Little Something to Whine About with your host, Siobhan Camille. And Ta'e Michelle. Where we whine, W-I-N-E, about life, love, relationships, and more, because sometimes you just need to whine a little. So grab a glass of your favorite red, white, or rosé, and join us on the couch. Have a seat. Um, hi. <laughs> wow, that was ignorant. <laughs> I think I start off with a good laugh. Hello, everybody. I hope you are having a wonderful and successful week. Uh, this week for us has definitely been one for the books. Um, and trust and believe we will whine, truly whine. Y'all will hear about w -I -N -E. it. W-I-N-E. And cry wine. Yeah. They yeah. want the other one. About the podcast and the ups and downs, roundabouts, and turnouts. Um, but that's for another day. Today we are talking about relationships. Dun, dun, dun. And we are discussing the uh, uh, very common what I like to think is mis misconception. We're going to be talking compromise versus uh, sacrifices. Sacrifice. Um, because, yeah, I think when it comes to relationships, those are two really big ones on top of communication and the whole, and the whole list of other things. Um, but let, we want to address that first. Let's address compromise versus sacrifice. Are they the same? Aren't they the same? What are your thoughts? But before we get into that, let's find out what we're whining on today. Siobhan, what you have for us? So, fellow whiners, today I got a Sauvignon Blanc because, you know, sometimes we like to stick with a the theme and there are, um, there are actual wine holidays out there. And we'll put a link to one of the resources for those on the website, a little something to whineabout.com, so that you can follow us and be prepared with your wines. Know what's coming up. But so August 4th is, which is on, you know, an actual Wednesday, Wine Wednesday, is National White Wine Day. So in honor of National White Wine Day, I have a Sauvignon Blanc. I've actually mm. never had a Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> so we're yeah. going to, this is going to be new. Popping grapes. You're not, we're popping grapes. Popping grapes. It's um, a Sauvignon Blanc 2019 by Seaglass out of Santa Barbara County in California. I actually legit only got this because the bottle cover. <laughs> Um, it was between this and like Dreaming Tree, I think it was, was the mm -hmm. name of the other one. And I went with this because the label's so simple. It's just got some stones on it's it. It's clean. It's mm -hmm. clean, but the stones made me think summer. And with mm -hmm. my birthday being in the summer and round the corner, um, although now that it will be August that y'all are hearing this, it's already happened. July 18th, it's, it's over, it's right now. But... <laughs> But because my birthday is, is coming up four days from now, um, I was like, okay, this says summer, summer vibes. So that's why I got this. And then also when I read the, the back, it said nothing of florals. And if y'all watched the last, last week's episode, I, I, last few episodes, actually. I don't deal with the floral wines. So that, that was another reason we picked up the bottle. And then the dreaming tree, I think it was called when I looked on their back, they wasn't telling me nothing. Y'all, they were not saying what's in the, is it light crispy? Is it florally? Is it, is it citrusy? They were not telling me. And so I said, no, cause I don't know what you're going to do. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You're not going to do that to me. Not today, not the during the week of my birthday. The setup was real. That's what she's saying. Mm -mm. So um, I went with the sea glass. And what are you whining on today? Um, I am whining on um milestone. It is, it's the brand name is milestone. Um, and this is actually their white blend. It's a 2012 California wine. I usually don't read the back all the time. Uh, 
It says our wines are fruit forward. I don't know what that means. Uh, fruit forward. Uh, full bodied and ready for special events and a simple relaxing evening with great friends. Um, so yeah, it tells me nothing, which is why I pretty much don't <laughs> read the back. Uh, but I picked this one because one of my names starts with an M and I'm, I'm good with a familiar familiar say the word girl familiar familiarity oh familiarity yes my tongue and it was saying i was trying to figure out what we were going (laughs) but i'm with you now okay okay so because of that it has an m on it and if you well you guys can't see but if siobhan you can see it's really really pretty yeah, we both got these clean labels because mine is a clean label as well. Yeah. With the and like you can like when you fit like you feel it, it's kind of risen off the paper some. Ooh. Yeah, so my like, stones that, are soft. I wasn't gonna think yes. about touching about the these. Actually, have texture. These stones have yes, texture. They have texture. The labels have texture. So because of that, and I know these seem like very minute, minuscule things and reasons to pick wines but it's so many out there you gotta have some type of discernment especially when you popping grapes and you never had a white blend or a sauvignon blanc or a cabernet sauvignon when you've never had even a type the type to generally say i like you gotta pick something you know what this is why i picked this i'm sticking to it I'm making a decision. So, and that's what that was for me. And also I had never heard of a white blend. I've heard of red blend, but Mm -hmm. I've never heard of a white blend. So that in itself kind of made me go, hmm, curious. Let's see. Um, And in honor of National White Wine Day, I figured why not get a white blend? So that way it covers all of the white wines instead of just being very, very specific. Um, So... Siobhan, let's jump right into this. Compromise versus sacrifice. Um, in relationships. So, in relationships. Uh, first, before we even get into that, what I'm going to do is let's, I'll go over the dictionary's definition of each. <clears throat> uh-huh. so, so sacrifice, according to the dictionary, is an offer Okay, it's two, because I was like, ooh, wait. I offer or kill as a religious sacrifice. I was like, ooh. I saw a kill and was like, hold up, what? Yeah, so that's one version of a sacrifice. Or, wait a minute, both of these say... Mm-mm. So there's another one, because I'm looking at what you're looking at. An act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. Yeah, I don't have them. Okay. All well, come, well, it's all yours hours. coming up with animals. <laughs> yeah, you can church so much that everything <laughs> is thinking you go on church. The algorithms, the it algorithms is. jumped into my definition. I was like, Jesus, oh, so, ooh, not that cycle. Okay, I mean, I get it, but that's that wasn't the. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So for the sake of personal relationships, the sacrifice is an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. And a compromise is an agreement or settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. Or there are two. That's the noun for compromise. The verb of compromise is to accept standards that are lower than is desirable. Right. Uh, to settle a dispute by mutual, by Con- mutual concession. Concession. Mm-hmm. Um, so when speaking of relationships, and when we say relationships, um, we mean not platonic. Yeah, we're we talking romantic. We're talking romantic. romantic just, just to let you all know. That's what we're speaking rumors. This to that. I'm uh, talking love. Oh. But that the Ashley Simpson song. I love that song. Anyway. Wow. The head throwback and the arms <laughs> went out. I wish I would have saw that. I was, I was shocked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do feel that uh, both of these are subjects or topics that are very important and um, must 
I feel like the definition of both must be fully understood. Um, when in a relationship, communicating is a big thing, as we stated before, but also understanding the meanings of certain words. And that way you can effectively communicate exactly what it is that you're trying to say to leave less room for interpretation. I feel like the, in a relationship, the more room for interpretation, you leave space for disaster. Misunderstandings, all of that. You got to really try uh, to be as clear like, as possible. To be as clear and precise as possible. And no, we do understand that no one is perfect, but to choose the right words when speaking is definitely um an effective and useful tool when being in a relationship so with that being said compromise um i feel like and i've heard other podcasters touch on this subject as well um i feel like a lot in relationships a lot of times people get compromised and sacrifice confused mm -hmm. i think they feel like oh well I ain't get to do what I wanted, so that was a compromise. Did you really compromise or did you sacrifice? Or, well, I sacrificed this so that you can do X, Y, and Z. But if we talked about it and I also lost X, Y, and, you know, I also, it's a right. mutual concession. So I lost something and you lost something. So why I feel like depending on the party, one party can see their compromise as a sacrifice while the other party sees it vice versa. And to understand the difference between the two, it is, is that's why it's so important to understand your vocabulary that you're using in arguments, in discussions, and when you're sitting down to have those hard conversations. I'll say that, okay, so here's the thing, cause you know, I like languages and words. So, the key point of a compromise is mutual concession. It means we are coming together to agree to something. Now, what happens in a compromise is a sacrifice. Sacrifice is a component of a compromise, but it can also stand on its own. And here's, here's an example of that. If I want to go to the theater you know, and whoever I'm with wants to go to the football game. A compromise is, okay, let's sit down and have a conversation because we need to mutually agree on this, okay? It's about me making mutual concessions, which means we're both giving up something. So, and by definition, that brings you to sacrifice, which is um, giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important. What your sacrifice, we'll get to that. Give me one second. So to the point of compromise, it's basically, if I want to go to the theater, you want to go to the football game. The compromise or the concession could be, we can't do both tonight. So tonight we will go to the football game. Next week, we will go to the theater. That is the concession. That is the compromise. That is the mutual agreement. Now, I am sacrificing going to, I am giving up what is desirable for me in this moment, which is going to the theater so that we go together. That, that's what I'm giving up. And then next week, you are giving up whatever it is you got going on because you have now agreed that even if you had a football, another football game, even if you got nights with the boys, even if you really tired, you have agreed to do the theater for me. So you need to come in and it could be vice versa. Maybe you like, well, go to theater and next week we'll go to football, which puts me on the hook to fulfill my agreement and my part of the concession. Now, here's where sacrifice on its own comes in. If it's a matter of, this is assuming, mind you, that the theater is like the Lion King, which was in DC for like a month and a half. So we got time. This is also assuming that we're going to like, I don't know, a Redskins game, if you will. So we got time because the season is running. I would never, but, you know, I needed something in a DC area. This is what I'm saying, okay? <laughs> yeah, you would never catch me at a Redskins game. But me neither, unless they play in my team. <laughs> unless they play in the Raiders and they, they don't. So um, there's that. But if this is a match, so that's why you can get concessions because there's time for both to happen. Now, this is a matter of 
Phantom of the Opera is in, is ta- in town for one night and your football team is in town for one night, that is where it becomes sacrifice because you are giving something up. This is not a concession. This is not a compromise because this is not a 50-50 split. This is not a mutual agreement to me. That's, that's not what's happening. Sacrifice is being made on one party. Either we are going to the theater or we are going to this, the game. We cannot do both. That is not possible. Right. But I think that's where the trouble comes in for the most part, because sacrifice can be a part or looked at as a part of compromise where sacrifice by itself is literally I get to do this. You don't, you know, like you're giving up something completely. So I think that's where a lot of the confusion then lies with most people, because like you said, Phantom of the Opera, that's one night. My team may be playing their rival team on that same night. The compromise would be we can each go, if to me, to the me, compromise we each go would our be own separate we ways. each go our separate ways. Yeah. I can go do what I want to do, and you can go do what you want to do. The compromise in that we're is not spending time we're together. We're not together. Right, exactly. Yeah. So to me, that's the compromise. The sacrifice would be whomever goes with the other person who doesn't so, go to what they wanted to do. Right. right. So that in that is sacrifice, but with sacrifice, there has to come, I don't, uh, maybe com- compassion or empathy to the person who is sacrificing their desires or their needs. So it has to be some type of recognition for that. And it doesn't have to always be, monetary it can be verbal it can be remembering this for the next time Mm -hmm. and you have to be aware and cognizant of those things and it's not more so of keeping score it's just to keep balance balance exactly right and I feel like in relationships when you start talking compromise and sacrifice people forget the balance and then that's when well I did this so I that's when you start using my two pet peeve words always and never I despise the words always and never as far as the English language goes period because it gives an implication of exact of you know consistency it's a generalization Always. and all generalizations to me have fault and problems because exactly you're saying you know it's no different than well black women do this well men do this well short people do this well fat people are this well you never did this you are even if it's taking the majority of the time it's still not correct it's still not correct because if you're going to say even if it if we were to tally it up and it became a 60-40, it's 60-40. You can't tell me I never, in 40% of the time, I did. So I agree 100% on that, yes. You yes. can't tell me never or always if I did 5% because that 5% still counts for something. Right, that's true too. Now, it may not count for the majority, but say that. And that's why I say choosing your vocabulary and in relationships and dealing with these type, with compromising and communicating vocabulary as I'm learning, I'm only, I'm still not a newlywed, but I'm still new to wed. Um, <laughs> I mean, I it, think it's very need, important. They need to be clearer. Yes. 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 Clear communication, not just communicating, not just good communication, because that's a different thing too. But very clear communication is something that's a whole nother subject. Um, and, and it leaves... Uh, less room for those always, nevers, uh, always and nevers. They're extremes. Yes. yes. And that's the issue. They're extremes. My thing is, I think we need, people need to take more time to really learn, to expand and expound their vocabulary, quite frankly, because it's not a never and it's not an always. It's a rarely, it's a most often, it's a most majority, usually it's a, the majority of the time. It's a very seldom, it's a not regularly. More often than not. More often than not. Yeah. There are so many other words. I, I, want, <laughs> I want people to expand their vocabulary, period. Please expand your command of the English language because generalizations to that extreme 
don't mm-hmm. work, especially mm-hmm. in relationships, but even more to mm-hmm. the sacrifice. I think with people, when it comes to sacrifice, because I think that tends to be the bigger problem uh-huh. than the compromise. Because with compromise, people acknowledge that there is a give and take. It's sacrifice. And please understand whether you are, if you are the person making the sacrifice or the person receiving the sacrifice, the person somebody's sacrificing something for, be aware of that. And I will say that I think to the definition, an act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy, the person making the sacrifice is sacrificing for the relationship, meaning they believe the relationship to be more important or more worthy than whatever their want, need, desire is of that moment. And that means the person receiving the sacrifice, like you say, needs to acknowledge it, be thankful, be grateful, because let me tell you, in the world that we live in, nobody has to sacrifice for you. Nobody has to compromise with you. It is not required. Women, and I'm going to say this as a woman because I am a woman, I can't speak for men. Women tend to sacrifice in the ways that I've seen. Women sacrifice more often than men. And it comes down to a variety of reasons that we can talk about a whole nother time. This is why for another time. But women tend to be the ones sacrificing. I feel like women do tend majority of the time to be the ones who sacrifice. But with that, also, I feel like men do a lot of sacrifice on a different level. Mm-hmm. Um, that is unspoken of. Um, That's true. I'll give you that. I feel like because women are quote unquote nurturers, so they say, <laughs> um, it, I guess, supposedly comes more natural for us to go to put ourselves on the back burner um for the sake of and I feel like it's not that guys don't I feel like society is more prompt to recognize a woman's sacrifice more so than a man's and I only say that because when looking at some of the things that guys are mentally things that guys are going through. And it's not like they're not going through anything that we aren't, but there are a lot of things that we, Oh, well, she must be going through a lot. A lot of men don't get that benefit of the doubt, which is the reason why I think men's just aren't spoken of as much as women, but they do exist. But as far as your personal relationship goes, I feel like as a woman who is in a relationship, it's, my job to recognize that for my partner it's my job to recognize oh this was an unspoken sacrifice because generally you know when your partner doesn't want to do something and is doing it for you so most of the time if they're doing something for you a lot of times there is an unspoken sacrifice being you know taking place rather it's like you said going to the theater or going to i want to go to my mom's house they might not want to go and i'm not saying that they have to they might want to sit down drink a beer and order some pizza and chill out but you want to go to your parents house or you want to go shopping you know most guys most not all or should I say some guys don't like shopping. <laughs> so they'll be like, oh God, you just want to run up the credit card. So it's a, it, they, they look at that as an unspoken sacrifice when you go, come on, babe, come with me. They don't want to go. They want to they, they want, they want chill out and play with their balls. You know? Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, they, they try, they try to let TV watch them sleep. Let's be honest, because I feel like, and this is very stereotypical, even with what we're just saying, men don't watch TV. TV watches them. <laughs> I don't care what you say. I think that's true. I think then, to your point, I think then it comes to values in your relationship. And here's why mm-hmm. I say that. I think when I hear men talk about, well, I sacrificed this for you and I sacrificed this, usually it's monetarily related. 
Mm-hmm. When women go, I sacrifice X, Y, and Z for you. It's usually emotionally, that or physically, physically, or it's time. Like it's an event or okay. activity. I didn't want to go to the sports game. I went with you. I didn't want to go to your mom's house. I went for you. Like going places and doing things. It's an activity. It's that when men, I've I've heard talk about. I mean, and I did this for her, and I did this for her, and I did this for her. Not in a in like a I got her stuff but kind of like I got her stuff it's usually got something to do with money um and that may not I'm not saying at all that that's everybody's relationship I think that society has put on men that they're supposed to be providers so they don't necessarily want to part with their money they've worked so hard for it they've been told by society that's their job is to work hard for it so then you work hard for it and then you out here buying you know, Furbies and Teletubbies and cotton candy. I don't know. That was the first thing to come to mind. I hope you know. <laughs> a Furby? That's it. That's it. And, uh, and candy and roses and flowers and jewelry and all this other stuff. You buying stuff. So you're like, yo, I sacrificed my money. Now, I think what where women find issue with that is because to women we've been told that that's just supposed to be what it is because you're a provider that should not be a sacrifice. And that's the other part is, and we've talked about this before letting society dictate too much in our personal lives and the Mm -hmm. thoughts and, and beliefs and value systems of others. And and, and, And the fear of being judged or looked at differently or, viewed in some obscure type of way or and it's like no this is what works for we talked about in the gender roles but you guys can go on youtube and see um don't forget to subscribe um and and that's what that is you know it is we have to remember this is what works for me this is my household what works for you and yours is perfectly fine and it is okay I do not have to shun you. I do not have to down you. I do not have to uh, turn my nose up at you. The way you decide to be in your own home, in your own relationship, because again, that is your relationship. What works for you may not work for me and mine. Okay. Right. And that it is what it is in reference to that. But I think you touched on a very good thing in reference to values in a relationship. Stu, I think people, like you said, put more value on sacrifice than they do on compromise. Because Mm -hmm. if we are compromising, then we're both, to break it down, we're both losing something. Right. Exactly. To compromise means... I don't get what I want 100% and you don't get what you want 100%. Period. You might get what you want 60% and I get 40 or vice versa. I might get 70 and you get 30. But it's still a loss. I think with compromise, it then gets uh, cloudy when people start putting those percentages mm-hmm. on the compromise instead of looking at it as we both, we lost. both lost. We both something. made concessions. Right. Right. And and I feel like that's important. I broke it down because, you know, some people don't know what concession means. However, I am all for the vocabulary lesson. I am learning myself. I just can't speak all the time. Like my tongue and my brain do two different things. Sorry, guys. It is what it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm working on it. But that was sidebar. I told y'all, well, no, I didn't. Y'all didn't hear it. I'm good for the distraction. <laughs> oh, yeah. the digression. That's what it is. I'm, I'm good for the, for the side curve. Um, but I feel like that is a, a, a bigger outstanding issue is when you start putting value as far as percentages and numbers to the amount of you compromising. However, I'm not saying be completely ignorant to how much you are compromising. Because like we said, there has to be a balance in things. And let's keep in mind, when we say balance, we mean things that kind of even out. That doesn't mean that it's going to be in your favor. It's a balance beam. Like even on balance beams, they still move. Very rarely do you get a balance beam that stops moving. 
You talking about the teeter totter? Whatever. The seesaw. It's different because I'm sorry, as a gymnast, the balance beam does not move. It is straight. Okay. I mean, you know, the... <laughs> as a former gymnast, I'm here to tell y'all the balance beam I does not gym. move. I'm, I'm thinking the, the seesaw teeter totter. That's mm. not a balance beam, but okay. So, I'm with you that. The scale. Okay. The scale. The, um, okay. Scale. Well, scales. Go ahead. That's, that's we, vocabulary is important for just that reason. Okay. <laughs> Again, you hear me learning. I am learning. <laughs> I am learning. Okay. This is a working process. Um, yes. Vocab- vocabulary, people. Expand it. <laughs> Expand it. Look, look I'm, I'm quick. I'm quick. I'm, I'm all, although I'm dyslexic and I, I'm not as into words as you are. Um, and with her being my little sister. Trust me, as a big sister, it, it does go, girl, get your life together. However, my life goes, is well together, ladies and gentlemen. Fellow whiners, I, my life is well me. together. Oh. I said me. Well, yeah, I get yours together. I said as a big sister, no, it no, makes okay, me I'm here. Go, I'm here now. Girl, get your life together. However, it's also comforting to know, well, I mean, you might not use all the right words, but you surround yourself with the <laughs> right people, so something's going to stick. <laughs> Lord. but you know it is what it is. i'm not I, like i said yeah um th- this is my brain <laughs> good for the digressions <laughs> and this is me compromising ladies and gentlemen yes yes it is because when i tell you she's over there like cringing like get back to what you were saying and i'm gonna be honest i lost the point two minutes ago <laughs> oh boy so for sacrifice in a relationship, yes, I think people people who sacrifice to compromise, and like you say, both mm. sides then are sacrificing to compromise. Mm-hmm. It meaning that both are both are losing something they value for the sake of the relationship, which they regard as more important or valuable than whatever it is that they wanted to personally do. Um mm-hmm. With compromise, you can't keep you can't keep score like that. You want to keep score? Go be a referee, okay? Go be oh. an accountant if you want to keep that balance. And for you know, and I wonder how accountants are doing in their relationships. They either got to be real great and precise, or they're horrendous because they're that great and precise. <laughs> like I feel like if you're an accountant, you I don't know if it's better for you to be with another accountant or not because I feel like you're, mm, 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 mm. I sacrifice. 65.25% wow. last week and you only did 50.63. Wow. We have a problem. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's better or worse. Uh, as someone who has married to an accountant major, I don't think two accountants and personal opinion need to be together. I think someone has to be the quote unquote, like, wow, you know, like the more laissez-faire, the more lays back, like free spirited, like, woohoo! you know, where it's like, okay, I'm not keeping score. Like somebody, again, my opinion, somebody has to do that to keep that balance that we were talking about, because I, I, I just don't see two accounts together. To me, that just equals boring. And I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. I don't know. I love numbers and money, but I probably wouldn't want to be with somebody that's an accountant. No, no shade. I mean, but think about it. We talk about relationships. Do you want to be in a relationship with someone that's just like you or someone that's opposite of you? I did that. Mm. And it was, uh, (laughs) (laughs) it was, it was 10 years of crazy. Yeah. And you know who I'm talking about. I, I know I knew what you were talking about when you say I did that. I automatically knew you were talking I, about. I did that. And it was awesome and horrible at the same damn the time. Same it was great. It was bad at the same damn time. Major want to choke it at the at same the time. <laughs> like, no. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because it was also a great relationship. But that's that's neither here nor there. We, I digress. I digress. Come back. Come back. Yeah, compromise and sacrifice. Can't talk about me no more. Uh- <laughs> compromise and sacrifice. I feel like in life, unknowingly, you make, when choosing a partner, you make sacrifices. Because let's just, let's talk about the looks versus um, money. Money. You know, 
And let me say this. So we had Trey Proper on our let one of our previous on the, the super wow. superpowers sex and controversy episode. And mm-hmm. I've been watching him on Kinkazoid, right? So that's mm-hmm. his podcast. And the other day I was watching one and they were talking about relationships and they kept talking about um high level, high caliber people. And they were basically talking mm-hmm. about like financial, but they were saying it in a different term. And I'm sorry, I can't, I really can't remember. But my thought, my statement to them was in the chat, I said like, cause they were talking about men versus women and how women shoot for above their, above their level. And I, my thing was men and women both shoot above their level. Now, what tends to happen is women tend to shoot above their level financially for stability. So if you have somebody that makes like 50,000, they might shoot for a man that makes 60,000. Like women tend to do that. But I was like, but men tend to shoot higher physically. Like that's why you get Mm -hmm. all these dudes that are five that like, I can't deal with no chick unless she's an eight. Really? All these dudes are like a six, Mm 5.5 in a suit on a good day. Talk about she got to be a dime. And I gave you that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, but let's let's be serious. Okay, let's take a moment and acknowledge social standards, which we also talked about in the, the hair episode of beauty. Uh-huh. There's there's that, and people will go, I need the 10, I need the nine while they look a mess. But what I said to it was women though are often told to settle. And I think that comes to sacrifice versus men. And mm. I say that to your point of sacrificing because a lot of women sacrifice as they get older mm-hmm. and this is something i would love to bring on one with the guys one time because you know that that triggered something for me a little bit when i was watching their podcast but i think that that speaks to to sacrifice is that as you were saying a lot of women do mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And and the only reason why I can speak for women is because I'm a woman. I have sisters. I have female friends and associates and coworkers who we do have these types of conversations with. So I can speak to a woman. I can't speak to a man um, because I'm not a man. And I don't really have these conversations with men. So if you're a guy listening to this podcast, please comment below let us know your thoughts and things like that but from a woman's standpoint like you stated i feel like we sack as we get older we do sacrifice because when you're younger a lot of people especially with society like you said oh i want the muscles i want this and he has to do x y and z and blah 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 and in the six figures well you know it's younger well depending on the eight you know the years millennials right, 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 right. you're not thinking six figures you're thinking he gotta make he gotta have a job he gotta have you a know, job this, he gotta have a car he gotta his have own a car. place he gotta have, not knowing we meant stability is what we were and that's for. what it is yes um, so it was all of that but as you got older, it was, okay, God, he got to have a career. Uh, okay, I, you know, I might want tall, dark, and handsome. As you get older, you go. He ain't got to be that tall, he, you know. He ain't got to be that handsome. No, no you're <laughs> right. He ain't got to be that tall. But let me get dark and handsome. There you go. Well, he ain't got to be dark. Right. <laughs> Let me just say, so, handsome and stable. Handsome and stable. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, can he just be stable? Like, <laughs> like I feel like you kind of get older and when you say it in the tone that we say, it sounds like you got a little weary. But sometimes those things can change off of the strength of relationships that you've had and what you've learned. And it gets to mm-hmm. the point where you go, I just want somebody that's mentally and physically like and financially stable, like in, in a positive way, because these people out here crazy. Um, and I think part of that, at least someone who's striving to be where on the right. guy side, I feel like it, I want the Coke bottle. Okay. And then it was, Oh, I want the natural Coke bottle. I don't want this fake stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, this natural Coke bottle don't stay a Coke bottle? 
oh, wait a minute. I got to pay all these bills by myself. Okay, I need a partner. <laughs> like, <laughs> please, and let her look be attractive. I don't, I feel like where women will sacrifice looks, that don't happen for men. men go, and that was my point on no, the podcast. And I, that was my I, point. I need, I, you got, I have to be attracted. I ain't say you got to be attracted to everybody else, but you got to do something to me, like physically. And I feel like that's because men are more, I'm not going, they're visual creatures. I can't say but I, that women aren't because right. I'm going to be honest with you. If I look at you and I got to do the cockeyed sideways, what the heck face? Can I don't I, care how much money you make, how stable you are. You can be the best person for me. If I can't see myself looking at you, if I can't see myself taking a picture with you and then cropping you out, <laughs> if I and and that may seem superficial, but I need us to look good standing together. I tell you, you got to be cute to everybody else, but we need to compliment each other. And I don't just mean—I mean, I don't just mean mentally, financially. I mean physically too. I don't want people to feel like you got to take away the physical aspects of things. Like, let's not be stupid. We're we not that. We're not that naive. But what I'll say is, even to that point, and that was my point in the podcast when I said what I said about mm-hmm. men reach up. And women reach out. I think both reach up for different things because mm-hmm. as the podcast I was telling you about that I'm not going to say by name because for what the dude on it was just like what a woman does isn't important. What a woman does isn't important. She just needs to be pretty. Men don't care. This, that, and the third, right? But here's what I will say to that. I think People go, well, men are more visual than women. And I don't think it's that. I think it's where we're allowed, where we're quote unquote allowed to settle in society and what moves us. Because again, from the outset, we still haven't gotten past men are supposed to be providers and protectors, although the protector gets like a little questionable, but definitely providers. And women still are judged by their beauty first. I was watching, and this whole wine for another time, but I was watching this channel called Old Steph Co. And she was talking about pretty privilege. Whole nother wine for a whole nother time. But Mm -hmm. she had awesome points because I've lived that, the the non-pretty privilege, but I've lived that my life. So I got it. And there was a whole lot of people who hated on her for that, who had you negative, da-da-da-da-da, because apparently you can't be not a pretty girl and speak about it without people having an attitude. And I'll go into, I can go into whole why I think that is, but that's yeah, a why for another that's time. definitely a why for another time because I have been on quote unquote both sides of that. Why for another time? I've only been on one it. side. I've only been on one side. Why for another time? But I say that because while women, men are still looked at in society to be providers and protectors, more on the provider side in this day and age, women are still looked at for their beauty. We're still judged primarily by that because men are, we're still the society, men are visual. So that is a fir- the first, the highest attribute, attribute a woman can bring to the table is her looks. Let society tell it. The highest thing a man can bring is stability. To a lot of women, that is still the case, which is why, again, like you say, by the end, you done taken off tall, dark, and handsome, but stability ain't going to move. It's not going to move. And for a lot of men, they will take off only so much about the physical. And let me tell you why I think a lot of that will come. A lot of that will come because they will, they've already, they dated these chicks and realized, yeah, she got a Coke bottle, but Some she's of them. not all. Yes. A lot of men will date these women that they want it so bad if they can. If they can. Because let's be real. Some men shoot so far out of their league that they <laughs> she got to be a 10. And you will never get a 10. They won't. They'll still deal with the sixes and sevens and fives that are actually in their league. But they keep shooting for this 10 because they feel entitled. And that's a whole nother. Shadow how I don't know if y'all remember that movie. When you said that, that just made me think of Shallow How, the movie. Yeah. But they have these, they are these, they are that, that have these high expectations. And especially if they have money, because sudden, because again, society says women want stability. And, and we've seen the Anna Nicole's, we've seen the various other 
women who are like gorgeous who get with these ugly dudes who are rich and so a lot of men especially a lot of men who know i think in their heart of hearts that they are not attractive but require this this dime piece make sure that they're in tech they're in big paying high paying industries so that they have the money to essentially afford these women and their levels so that Right. The, the leverage and and with that, I feel like that leverage is bringing it back to what we're talking about. So like that leverage is often used as, OK, are you willing to sacrifice um, this lifestyle for your wants and desires? And most cases, people be like at some point, people will be like, OK, yeah, I'm over it. Like, I, I, I need my mental. I need my, you know, I need I need me. I need to take care of myself. But there are plenty. And when I say plenty, I mean plenty of people who will go, I don't need me. I, I can pay for this. Oh, I, I got my, I can do this. You know, I can do that. I think it's mad. It comes down to whatever your dream was or is as a child in a lot of ways. We all have this ideal, whether it's media influenced or just who we are naturally. Um, cause there's some men who actually like skinny women. There's some men who like dark skinned women, but, and I say this some because people who like big women, some people who like big women, some women who like the big guy. And I'm not talking to cut muscle dude. I'm talking like no, I'm talking about the, the big linebacker. Guy. Okay. They like that kind of dude. I mean, there are some that like the skinny guy. There are some men who like the the skinnier model look, waist look, if you will, not the big, thick, everyday like I'm skinny. But so much of us is influenced by the media. And I think that there's a matter of knowing what you're sacrificing your own personal for. And I know like one of my exes who is married now and his wife is what he had hoped and dreamed. He liked dark-skinned women. I'm not light, but I'm not dark. I'm a solid in the middle. He and I had this conversation. He is married to a dark-skinned woman. He was like, I always like them, but they're not checking for me. Cass, you know, my best friend, Marshall, he actually was like, yo, everybody kept trying to push light, light bone, uh, red bone, light skin on me. He was like, that's never been my type, though. But that was when we grew up in the 90s, that was the big image of the standard of beauty in the Black culture. And so you may sacrifice even your own personal stuff for based on age or based on whatever to get in a relationship. But I think Mm. if you do that, I'm not sure. And I guess this is a question that I have for the, for the people. Let us know. Let us know if you sacrifice to get in your relationship, are you more or less willing to sacrifice within it? Because you've uh, already sacrificed to get in it. Are you uh, like, look, well, how much are you willing to sacrifice? I think a lot right. of people, some people sacrifice a lot just to be, just to say that they are with someone. Yeah. Listen, I don't know who may or may not be listening to this, but please don't do that. Um, everybody, each and every one of us, even the most confident person that you know, like confident, arrogant, conceited person you know, has insecurities. Yep. Period. They can say whatever. Oh, I don't have none. Guarantee. It's something that they think of when they look in the mirror at some point in time. It may not be all the time, but they have an insecurity somewhere. So, which a lot of times you, you will know because it's overcompensation in other places. But what I'm saying is we're all human. We're all flawed. We all recognize our own flaws, although we may not voice them. So please, if you're having any issues or or, or self-doubt or um, confident issues, I just want to put that little tidbit and know that you are not alone. We all have them and it is quite normal. Digression. Go ahead. No, that was your PSA for today. We appreciate you. We appreciate that PSA. <laughs> to another thing that you said near the end, a lot of, I think, what gets in the way with sacrifice, more than compromise, but both, is emotions uh. because people get in their feelings about stuff. And so while you may have come to a compromise or even a sacrifice, and you may have had a whole conversation and you may have been like, well, we're going to do and something, even a compromise could have been more logical, but we can't do that right now because of the money. We got to do this. We got to do this. We come in the middle. Okay, cool. 
when emotions get involved, logic kind of takes a back seat. Mm. Or, and so I think, especially when it comes to sacrifice and somebody's emotions are in it, then that's hurt. when you have so much hurt and that hurt, can be disappointment. disappointment, you know, annoyance, all of that comes mm-hmm. into account. Mm-hmm. And that's but, what ruins, or that's what can ruin relationships or that, break yeah. relationships. If, if not, if not talked about, back to communication, uh, if not talked about appropriately and and, and effectively. Um, but yeah, you 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 are absolutely right. Emotions, when it comes to sacrifice, can be are, are very very. Uh, you have to be very very uh, diligent with. Which is why we say, you know, recognize that person's sacrifice, whether it be something it can. And and that's the thing. It can be something minute to you, but something major to them. So be empathetic, sympathetic, whichever one you feel is appropriate um, in your in that situation. But speaking more to compromise, I think people misunderstand that and compromise that can be hurt in the compromise too. And sacrifice, you know, when you hear sacrifice, you definitely feel that knowing the definition, you definitely feel that takeaway. You definitely feel that, that giving up, you definitely feel like I gave this away. You know, you feel that, um, that void, uh, you, you feel that emptiness. You feel that like, oh, okay. But in a compromise, you can feel the same way and not voice it um, because you go, well, it is a compromise. I'm losing, you know, they're losing something too. Um, but you have to be careful with that. I feel like you have to be careful with that because that can also breed those same feelings of resentment and and um, hurt and which will turn into toxic toxicity. Um, into your in, in a relationship but as I feel like a lot of people when we talk about compromise it's it's a softer word than mm-hmm. sacrifice so when pe- people would rather say oh well I compromise you 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 you, you didn't I sacrificed and a little transparency here my husband and I have this discussion very frequently both on both ends uh, from me from both points and him from both points. But I compromise, but that's not a compromise. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. The technical definition, and we we get into analytics and all of that. Um, but again, which is why it's important to recognize that. But in a compromise, I feel like as much as both parties feel like they're losing both parties should feel like it's a win for the relationship exactly for the relationship mm-hmm. period and if you are doing it for the win and your relationship then you're doing something right so let let as, as we continue our day-to-days in uh relationship growing and relationship knowing that's my new thing um <laughs> let let's keep in mind to be aware of the little things, the little details when we are speaking and touching on those things where we just don't want to do or something that your, you know, your partner just doesn't want to do. When we're talking about uh, that balance, that compromise or the sacrifice that someone is making because what may seem small to you may be very large to the other person. And if it is, you can't downplay that. And it should never be a thing. And that's what it is. It should never be a thing of, well, I sacrifice this for you. Well, I compromise this for you. It should be, if you're in a relationship, it should be, I compromise this for us. I sacrifice this for us, for the relationship. It should be agreed upon. We agreed upon this if it's a compromise, if it's Mm -hmm. a sacrifice, then you should be sacrificing for the relationship. You should be even in your sacrifice, you should still agree. Even if you you might not like the sacrifice, but to recognize that there is a sacrifice and you are agreeing, I am going to sacrifice my feelings. I am going to sacrifice what I want to do. I am going to sacrifice my desires. I'm sorry to cut you off. To still recognize it. And, and move on like 
you still have to recognize the sacrifice. We're easy, we're quick to recognize the compromise, but we still have to learn to recognize when someone is actually sacrificing as well. But go ahead, I'm sorry. If someone is sacrificing, if I'm the one sacrificing, the person sacrificing has to realize they are sacrificing for the relationship. Because again, by definition, a sacrifice is an act of giving up something valued, your time, your money, your energy, your love, an event you don't want to go to, whatever, for the sake of something else regarded as more important or worthy. So if you are making that sacrifice, you are regarding the person or the relationship as more important or worthy of your time, your energy, your love, your money, whatever. And if you're going to do that, you have to own it. And that is what I I will, that I guess will be my last point is own it. And for the person who is receiving the sacrifice, acknowledge that this person is giving up something they value for the sake of the relationship or you, which they deem to be more important than whatever that other something of value is. And acknowledge that and be, as you said, empathetic, sympathetic, whatever, to that sacrifice. Compromise tends to be easier, but even with compromise, both sides need to acknowledge because we're both now going to lose something. So you both need to acknowledge and be self-aware first. I'm losing this. This is hurting me. I feel some type of way about it. Talk to each other about it, but then you need to move forward. You cannot live in the hurt of the loss from whatever you're giving up for the compromise. You cannot live in the hurt of the loss of whatever you're giving up from a sacrifice because you are making this choice because the alternative choice is to not. You cannot compromise. You cannot sacrifice. In which case you may sacrifice your relationship for Mm -hmm. that. If you don't want to compromise or sacrifice, then And I say this as a single woman, be by yourself. And I will say this to women. This is, this is my thing to women. Do not let anybody ever guilt you or make you feel bad about being single in your thirties, because I see so much on the internet that attacks single women in their thirties. I've seen so much this past week doing research for this podcast and other stuff that has been like, "Mm," where some guy or woman has said to a woman, well, that's why you're single. Well, that's you're going to be 30, single with no, with unmarried. You're going to be single 30s with cats. You're going to be single 30s with dogs. You're going to be single. Th- Let me tell you what, ladies. I am single in my 30s and I could have been married three times. And that's, that is a wine for a whole other time. Um, and maybe this gives me a little different perspective as well because I, I truly choose not to be married. But I would like to think that even if I didn't have that choice, that I would have come to the acceptance that that's just not for me. The same way that being a pretty girl is not for me. Again, at some point we'll talk about pretty privilege, but I have lived and I have lived my best life in it. I've always been the ugly friend or the cute friend. And you know what? It didn't stop my bag. It didn't stop my coin. It has not stopped my travels. It has not stopped me from laughing. It has not stopped me from crying because that's part of life too. It has not stopped me from enjoying the day to day. It's not stopped me from going to work. It has not stopped me from drinking this wine. It's not stopped me from loving my sisters, my nieces, my nephews, my friends. It has not stopped my life that some man does not call me his wife or his girlfriend or his fiance. It does not. I am not ashamed to be a single woman at about to be 34 in four days at 34 with a dog. That does not hurt me. You know what would hurt me? Being in a relationship with somebody who beats me. That Mm. would hurt me. Being in a relationship with somebody who consistently cheats on me without regard for my health or my feelings. That would hurt me. Getting AIDS from that. That would hurt. Or any other STI, STD. That would hurt me. Having a man, and I say this because it's happening to somebody I know. Have a man gamble away all my money my husband gamble away all my money that he was supposed to be paying bills with. And now we're about to get evicted. We're about to get foreclosed on. That would hurt me. Being single and able to pay, take care of myself and my dog does not hurt me. Does it hurt? Is it sometimes lonely? Yes. Is that, can that be hurtful? Yes. But there are things that are so much worse that I know that it hurts and people will not tell you this and they will tell you then to sacrifice. Oh, you don't know. He doesn't need to be this. He doesn't need to be this. Yeah, you have a job, but does he really need a job? Yeah, you have a car, but does he really need a car? 
whatever you have set as your minimum, hold that. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're 20, 20, because once a woman hits 25, it's mm, how many things are on your list? 50, cut 10 off. Once you hit 30, oh, you still have 40, cut 10 off. And once you're 35, oh, you have 30 lit 30 on that still? I would have thought you to cut that to 10 by now. Whatever your minimum is. If you're like, yo, I need a dude with six figures and you refuse to, to change. I'm not saying you're going to get him. Let me be very clear. I'm not at all saying that you're guaranteed this magic man that you have created in your head. But if you know that you refuse to live with anything else, if know that your choice is six figures or by yourself, then do not feel bad. Don't let anybody talk you into a $40,000 a year man if that's not for you. If you like, yo, my man has to be ripped. All I'm going to say is if is, is be real, be, you know, I'm not going to say this to you. If you like my name needs to be ripped and you refuse to yield on that, fine. Know that being single is the alternative and don't apologize for that. There is, has always been a this very specific type of man I want. And let me be very clear right now. That is single with no children. Oh, and with at least six, six years younger than me to four years older than me. And I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I don't care. How many people tell me, I mean, at 34, like, girl, most dudes over 25 got at least one kid. I'm not moving and I'm good to be by myself. I'm not going to sacrifice or compromise on that. I'm not. I'm not because I'm good with me. And that will be the one that will be what I leave. And I, I'm sorry, this, I know this is like a rant and rave, but I don't I will let I will be good with that. I always have also liked light-skinned dudes. And I remember my grandmother sat me dead in my face when I was 13 years old and was like, Shimon, you keep waiting for your light-skinned dude. You're going to be single. And you know what I told her? That'll work. One or the other. I refuse to compromise. I refuse to sacrifice on what I want in a relationship. I'm not going to do it. And I would encourage everybody else, do what, if you feel it, do it. If you are one of those people that's stubborn and hard-headed like me, like, no, no. But no, the alternative is be, it's being single. It's this or that. But can you take that? Because as we've said in this conversation about, about both comprom- compromise and sacrifice, you will lose something. Just mm-hmm. be sure that it is something you are willing to give up. If I don't ever find this magic man of mine, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, fellow winers, my other beautiful people, I will be single. And you know what? I can do that. Okay. Oh, well, hey, look, everybody's entitled to, to a rain or so. I have plenty. So I guess the basic points, just to touch a few in this episode in reference to sacrifice, both sacrifice and compromise is simply this. And both on both issues, you have to address it as far as the relationship goes. Address and acknowledge. Communicate accept whatever whichever your choice is whether it be to sacrifice or to compromise and move forward overall those are the four steps you address it acknowledge it communicate make your decision on what you're going to do accept that decision and move forward um and cheers to that <laughs> I gotta get my other glass. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that. <laughs> and now that our, I don't even want to call this glass anymore. Uh, I told glasses. you about that hybrid you got. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go. This is why I stick with my bling and my bling blings. Um, now that our glasses are empty, Siobhan, uh, tell me, how are you feeling about your Savion Blanc? Yes, my sea yes. glass Savion Blanc mm-hmm. 2019. This was great. Oh, the, the smoothness it and was the, great. The, the slight excitement. Okay. Um, This is what made me pick this up. Intense aromas of fresh citrus are balanced by ripe tropical fruit and melon, light bodied with a delightful, crisp, clean finish. Yes, they did not lie. They did not disappoint. They are as clean as this label, white (laughs) with some stones in the middle that got a little bit of texture. Glad I rubbed this. Um, You're welcome. it would be great with fish. Let me tell you, seafood all day. That is all I can think right now with this would be some good seafood. Um, 
because it is that light that it will it will go with like a flaky fish, a flounder, tilapia, salmon. Um, salmon might be a little much. Actually, I might do a white fish more than a salmon to, with uh-huh. this. But it is light bodied. Um, the melon is nice and it is it is a crisp, but it's it's crisp, but smooth. Mm. I don't quite know how that works, but it's happening. And I don't know if this is typical for all Sauvignon Blanc. Again, it's my first squache into Sauvignon Blanc, but I do appreciate it. And so I'm going to get this a 4.5. Ooh, the 4.5. Ayo. I'm going to get this a 4.5. It's, clink, 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 clink. It's also um just for just to be clear, it's a it's more of an off dry to my suite. Okay, well, all right, that was awesome. Um, as for the milestone white blend, California 2012. Um, I feel like this wine was true a true white wine. It was semi sweet. Um. So it it did, I can definitely tell that it was a blend because it had no definite uh, uh, flavor as far as like a fruit or anything like that. You kind of got a little bit of, it was all over the place, Mm -hmm. Um, which is not a bad thing. Um, I did not get a chance to chill this because this was a fly by pickup. (laughs) Um, not just any fault of my own <laughs> based on this crazy week. Uh, but I do feel that this would definitely have hit a little different had it been chilled. Um, I actually had it with my dinner, which was a salmon and I had some, uh, super greens, uh, no, I like kale greens. Um, and it went very, very well with it. It does have, it's, just, it's, it has a slight, and when I say slight, I mean very slight bite at the end, but it's not one of those, oh, let me clear my throat things. Um, it's, you know, hmm, it, it leaves a little something on little your tongue. Tangy, a little, little tangy, little mm-hmm. um, My overall rating for this, and this is only because it's not chilled, is a 3.5. I feel like if it was chilled, I would probably be a 4. Um, so I am going to refrigerate and try tomorrow to see if that will improve my rating. But I truly feel like if 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 it's chilled, it's a four. But at this room temperature uh, that I am currently consuming it, I'll give it a three point five. Um, it it went great with my meal. It did not change. Uh, the taste or anything. Um, this was not one of those wines that enhanced the food or food mm. that enhanced the wine. It was just a nice wine. And I think it's true to what it said on the back. It's just a nice wine to drink, you know, one day after work. You know, it doesn't have to be a hard day, but hey, I can use a glass of wine. And this is it's it's decent. It's decent. Um so yeah, 3.5 for me. Again, not a fave, but again, this is 3.5 possible four. and a possible with the plant spades, you know? Mm. Um, (laughs) Three books and a possible. Yeah, three, three, three and a half and a possible. So I guess that would make it a four. But eh, depends on how you count and who you plan with. It's the whole thing. But yeah, I enjoyed it. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes another wonderful episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your host, Taya Michelle. And Javon Camille. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube or hit us up on Instagram at a little something, the number two, wine about. Again, that's a little something, the number two, wine about. And as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Toodles.